Okay, let's move on. Next hadith. Bab fadli qiyam al-layl. The virtue of the night prayer. What is the benefit? Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded. But what do you get out of this? What's the benefit? حَدَّثَنَا عَبْدُ اللَّهِ بْنُ مُحَمَّدٍ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا هِشَامٍ قَالَ أَخْبَرَنَا مَعْمَرٍ وَحَدَّثَنِي مَحْمُودٍ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا عَبْدُ الرَّزَّاقِ قَالَ أَخْبَرَنَا مَعْمَرٍ عَنِ الزُّهْرِيِّ عَنْ سَالِمٍ عَنْ أَبِيهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ كَانَ الرَّجُلُ So Salim is narrating from his father. Who is the father of Salim? It is Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu. Okay? So Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu, he said that كان الرجل, a man would في حيات النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم during the life of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم what a man would do, what a person would do is that إذا رأى رؤيا when he would see a dream قصها على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم he would tell the Prophet ﷺ about that dream. He's saying that in the life of the Prophet ﷺ, if a person would see a dream, he would go and tell the Prophet ﷺ about it. So Ibn Umar says that, فَتَمَنَّيْتُ So I also wished, I also really wanted that an ara ru'ya, that I should also see a dream, فَأَقُصَّهَا عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So that I can also tell the Prophet ﷺ about it. Because it was so cool, you know, people coming, telling him dreams, and him listening to those dreams, and then telling him their interpretation. So Ibn Umar, a young boy, he's like, I wish I could also have a dream. Right? And isn't it? And when you hear good dreams that people have had, what do you wish for? I wish I could have a dream like that. My dreams are just very different, you know. Not worth mentioning. Or I don't remember them. So... He said, فَتَمَنَّيْتُ أَنْ أَرَى رُؤْيَا فَأَقُصَّهَا عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ He said, وَكُنْتُ غُلَامًا شَابًا I was a young boy at that time. وَكُنْتُ أَنَامُ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ عَلَى عَهْدِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And I used to sleep in the masjid of the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ This is where he would sleep at night. He said, فَرَأَيْتُ فِي in a dream, كَأَنَّ مَلَكَيْنِ As if two angels, أَخَذَانِ Grabbed me. فَذَهَبَ بِي And then those angels, they grabbed me and they took me إِلَى النَّارِ To a fire. فَإِذَا هِيَ مَطْوِيَّةٌ كَطَيِّ الْبِئْرِ And that fire was all wrapped up like a well. What does that mean? It was like in a circle. There was like something like a well, and there was fire in it. Alright? And these angels, they took me to that fire. وَإِذَا لَهَا قَرْنَانِ And that well or that fire, it had two sides to it. وَإِذَا فِيهَا أُنَاسٌ And I saw in that fire some people, قَدْ عَرَفْتُهُمْ And I recognized those people. فَجَعَلْتُ أَقُولُ So I began saying, أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ النَّارِ I seek Allah's protection from the fire. قَالَ He said, فَلَقِيَنَا مَلَكٌ آخَرٌ So then there came another angel, another angel came and met us, فَقَالَ لِي And that angel said to me, لَمْ تُرَعْ Don't be afraid. And that was his dream. 
فَقَصَصْتُهَا عَلَى حَفْصَتَ He said, I told my dream to Hafsa. Who is Hafsa? His sister. And who is she? The wife of the Prophet ﷺ. Notice something? He wanted to tell his dream to the Prophet ﷺ. Isn't it? That's what he wanted to do before. But now that he had this dream, he couldn't go tell the Prophet ﷺ himself. He told his sister. فَقَصَّتْهَا حَفْصَةُ عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمُ So then Hafsa went and told the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم about it. فَقَالَ So he said, the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم, نِعْمَ الرَّجُلُ عَبْدُ اللَّهِ What a good man Abdullah is. لَوْ كَانَ يُصَلِّ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ If only he would pray in the night. Or meaning that he should pray in the night. It befits him. He's such a good boy. He should really pray in the night. It befits him. This would be excellent for him. So when Abdullah bin Umar found out about that, فَكَانَ بَعْدُ His son is saying, فَكَانَ بَعْدُ So after that, لَا يَنَامُ مِنَ اللَّيْلِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا He would not sleep in the night except very little. What do we see in this hadith? What comes to your mind? Before I start, I want you to tell me what you thought or what you were thinking. What lessons can we derive from this hadith? Raise your hand. Yes? Assalamualaikum. It seems like that after he had the dream, uh, he felt a little ashamed about it. That's why he didn't ask the Prophet some directly. I mean, this dream, if you think about it, there is something very scary about it. But then at the same time, there is also something very good, very positive. Because the angel came and said, don't be afraid. Right? So it's... Kind of a, you know, a mixed message. So he's afraid, he's, he's got mixed feelings. He's afraid to tell the Prophet ﷺ about it. But at the same time, he wants to. So he tells his sister through her, he sends the message. And the last thing was that he took the advice right away. Again, yes, very important. We see this. The Prophet ﷺ, he obeyed the command. Ibn Umar anhu, when he's told, he also takes the advice right away. Very important. Yes. I don't know if this is significant, but it also says that everyone who he's seen in the fire was people who are known to him. So does that really talk about like who you, you're hanging around and stuff like that? He said that he recognized the people in the fire. Meaning they weren't just random people, he recognized them. Right? And if he recognized some people, it means that he saw them in his life, right? And you see, this is like a warning. I mean, isn't it scary to know that people that you have interacted with, that you live with or you engage with, you see them in the fire? Isn't that scary? What does that mean? You could be one of them too. I was thinking that he was a very poised person, right? And he got scared. And Rasulullah he advised him. So what about us? Yes. We should think about ourselves. Exactly. That we should think about ourselves also. Ibn Umar, companion of the Prophet ﷺ, a youth who worshipped Allah. Right? But still, the Prophet ﷺ said, what an excellent man he is. Young man, what an excellent young man he is. He should really pray the night prayer. It befits him. He really should. 
And this is something that we need to think about also because sometimes we think, oh, I'm, I'm doing enough. I'm doing enough. No, there is always room to improve or do better, do more. The night prayer, what we learn from this hadith is that the tahajjud prayer saves a person from the fire of hell. It saves a person from the fire of hell. Because this is the interpretation that the Prophet ﷺ gave him. Ibn Umar did not see himself in the fire. No, he saw a fire. Angel came and told him, don't be afraid. But witnessing a scene like that is also very frightening. Isn't it? So the Prophet ﷺ told him to perform the night prayer. Why? Because the righteous will be kept away from the fire. لا يسمعون حسيسها They would not even hear the sound of this hellfire. So if we want to be far, far away from hellfire, what is it that we need to do? For that extra protection, extra safety, what do we have to do? The night prayer. In Surah Az-Zumar, verse number 9, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَمَّنْ هُوَ قَانِتٌ آنَاءَ اللَّيْلِ سَاجِدًا وَقَائِمًا The person who is obedient in the hours of the night, how? He is prostrating, he is standing in prayer. Why? يَحْذَرُ الْآخِرَةِ He's afraid of the hereafter. He's protecting himself. He wants to save himself from the dangers of the hereafter. وَيَرُجُّ رَحْمَةَ رَبِّهِ And he hopes for the mercy of his Lord. قُلْ هَلْ يَسْتَوِ الَّذِينَ يَعْلَمُونَ وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ those who know and those who don't know, are they equal? No. It is only people of intellect who take a lesson. So the night prayer is a means of protection from hellfire. We learn in a hadith that the Prophet ﷺ said, أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ أَفْشُوا السَّلَامُ وَأَطْعِمُوا الطَّعَامُ وَصِلُوا الْأَرْحَامُ وَصَلُوا بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّاسُ نِيَامُ تَدْخُلُوا الْجَنَّةَ Bisalam. That all people spread the salam, feed people, join relationships, pray in the night when people are sleeping, and you shall enter paradise. How? Safely. You will enter paradise safely. How is that so that a person enters paradise safely? Meaning, he doesn't get harmed by the fire. He doesn't end up in the fire first. Another thing we see in this hadith is that how the youth would like to talk to the Prophet ﷺ and even tell him about their dreams. So much so that Ibn Umar wanted to have a dream so that he could tell him. Have you ever wished for something like that? To have a good dream so that you can tell people? No matter how much you wish for it, do not ever invent a dream. Do not ever fabricate a dream. Because that is a serious, serious issue. You can wish for it, that, oh Allah, I want to have a good dream. Fine, no problem. You can wish for it. By the way, it's not necessary that if a person has a good dream, only then they're good. You understand? Because sometimes we think that, oh, this person, I've heard so many people telling, you know, sharing such amazing dreams that they have had. They must be so righteous. I must be very evil because I've never had a good dream. No, it's not necessary. Your goodness or your evil is not determined by your dreams. Alright? It's not determined by your dreams. It's determined by your actions that you do when you are awake, not when you're sleeping. Alright? So it's not dependent on your dreams. 
Secondly, do not ever invent dreams just to impress other people or just to make people laugh. Because that would also come in the form of lying. In the category of lying. That is not correct. And then we see over here that the Prophet ﷺ expressed his wish right, that if only, meaning he really should perform the night prayer so that he can be even better. Bab tulis sujudi fi qiyam al-layl. Tulis sujud, lengthening the sajda, meaning making the sajda very long when in the night prayers. How long? Let's find out. حدثنا أبو اليمان قال أخبرنا شعيب عن الزهري قال أخبرني عروة أن عائشة رضي الله عنها أخبرته أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يصلي إحدى عشرة ركعة كانت تلك صلاته عائشة رضي الله عنها she reported that the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم he would perform eleven ركعات in the night that would be his prayer meaning night prayer how would it be eleven Eight rakat in sets of two. Alright, so how many salam? How many? Four. Alright. After completing eight, then he would pray three witr. Alright, sometimes with one salam, sometimes with two salam. And so a total of how many rakat? Eleven. That was his usual prayer in the night. Yes, judu sajdata min dhalika qadra ma yakra'u ahadukum khamsina ayatan. He would perform a sajda for the duration, the same duration in which one of you would recite 50 verses. How long does it take to recite 50 verses? Depends on the length of the verses. Right? It depends on the length of the verses. But on average, how, how much time would it take? Maybe 10 minutes? Maybe 5 minutes? 7? Between 5 and 10 minutes. Right? So, his sajda would be this long. قَبْلَ أَنْ يَرْفَعَ رَأْسَهُ Before he would lift up his head. وَيَرْكَعُ رَكَعَتَيْنِ قَبْلَ صَلَاةِ الْفَجْرِ And he would perform two rak'ah before salatul al-fajr. ثُمَّ يَطَّجِعُ عَلَى شِقِّهِ الْأَيْمَنِ Then he would lie down on his right side. حَتَّى يَأْتِيَهُ الْمُنَادِي لِلصَّلَاةِ Until somebody would come to him to call him to prayer. Meaning, Bilal or some other companion would come to ask him if they could give the adhan for Fajr. Right? So, what do we see over here? The Prophet ﷺ said that in the night prayer would also be long. Now, it can only be long if you have something to say. Isn't it? So what would he say in the sajda? What would he say? In that long sajda? What are some of the adhkar that you can say in sajda? For example, Subhana Rabbi al-A'la. Now, even if you were to say Subhan Rabbi al-A'la 50 times or 100 times or just on and on and on and on without counting, alright, just kept saying it, saying it, saying it until you think you have said 50 verses, meaning that same duration, would that be okay? Yes, that would be okay. You can say one dhikr even. You don't have to say 50 different adhkar. You can say one dhikr 50 times and that would also be okay. Because what matters is the length of the sajda and your showing servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a hadith we learn, Hudayfa radiallahu anhu reported that I came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in one of the nights of Ramadan and I stood with him to pray. He said, I'm standing next to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa praying the tahajjud. He did takbir. 
and he said his dua. He recited Surah Al-Fatiha, and then he recited Surah Al-Baqarah. He's standing in his night prayer, and the Prophet ﷺ is reciting what surah? Surah Al-Baqarah. Until he reaches the end of Surah Al-Baqarah. Two and a half juz. Alright? And then he recited Surah Al-Nisa. This is the same rakah, by the way. Okay? He recited Surah Al-Nisa. And then he recited Surah Ali Imran. Imagine this long. And Hudayfa anhu is standing next to him. Anyway, he said, then the Prophet ﷺ went in rukur, and he said, Subhana Rabbiyal Azim. And he said it for the same duration as he was standing. His rukur was as long as his qiyam. And what did he say in his rukur? Only Subhana Rabbiyal Azim. Then he got up, he went into sujood, and in his sujood also, he said, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. Again, only Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. And his sajda was also very long. So in this hadith also, it is reported in Musnad Ahmad, what do we see? That the sajda was long. And in that long sajda, the Prophet ﷺ, all he said was, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la. باب ترك القيام للمريض ترك القيام leaving the qiyam for who? the person who is unwell meaning if there is a person who is not feeling well can they leave the night prayer? Hmm? can they? is it okay for them? yes it's amazing Imam Bukhari had to prove this that it's okay for a sick person to leave the night prayer. And we're like, of course, you can even leave it when you're not sick. Well, why not? It's nafil. But Imam Bukhari has to bring it as, you know, under a chapter heading to prove that you can leave it. What does this mean? That people practiced Qiyamul Layl so regularly, so regularly, so consistently, it was considered something normal. And unfortunately now, is it considered something normal? No. In fact, if you find out that somebody is performing the night prayer regularly, you say, please don't be such an extremist. Right? Relax. You should be moderate. We think moderate is what? Leave the sunnah even. Anyway. ترك القيام للمريض حدثنا أبو نعيم قال حدثنا سفيان عن الأسود قال سمعت جندبا يقول he said, جندب said, that اشتكى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was unwell فلم يقم ليلة أو ليلتين So he did not stand for one or two nights Meaning he did not perform the night prayer for one or two nights حدثنا محمد بن كثير قال أخبرنا سفيان عن الأسود بن قيس عن جندب بن عبد الله رضي الله عنه قال he said احتبس جبريل صلى الله عليه وسلم على النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جبريل he kept away from the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم meaning he did not come with any revelation to the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم for some time فقالت امرأة من قريش so a woman from the Quraysh this is in Mecca by the way before the Hijrah a woman from the Quraysh she said أبطأ عليه شيطانه his shaytan has left him. Or his shaytan has kept him waiting. فَنَزَلَتْ 
So it was revealed what was revealed the surah wa duha wa layli ida saja ma wadda'aka rabbuka wa ma qala by the morning light and by the night when it is still your lord has not bid farewell to you nor has he abandoned you nor has he hated you so this surah was revealed now who was this woman um jamil the wife of the prophet's uncle abu lahab all right and in this narration we see that Jibreel did not come to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam for a few nights for a few days all right why because wahi was not necessary at that time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he decides when to send wahi and when not to send wahi Jibreel would not come out of his own will he would only come when Allah sent him right so from other narrations we learned that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was unwell also at this time he was not feeling well and in this narration it is not reported but in other narrations it is reported that because of that he also did not get up to pray in the night and this is the reason why imam bukhari is bringing this hadith over here to remind us of this incident of when the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he did not get up in the night for the night prayer for a couple of nights and when jibril did not come to him and um jamil mocked at him criticized him and she called jibril shaitan astaghfirullah she said his shaitan has kept him waiting why did she call jibril shaitan because the arabs they would basically communicate with the jinn to try to find the news of the unseen all right something that people are very interested in anyways all right even today so this is the reason why she called jibril shaitan a'udhu billah so In this hadith Imam Bukhari is proving that if a person is unwell and they don't pray tahajjud that is okay it is okay however what did we learn in the previous chapter that if a person is sick or they are traveling are they still rewarded for the deeds that they performed habitually yes even if they're not able to perform them while they're sick or traveling yes why because if they were healthy if they were at home would they have done it yes so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not reduce their reward even in the least right so alhamdulillah we covered the first four abwab try to learn this dua okay there is a a card available at the bookstore on which this dua is written and if you keep it on your night table or if you keep it where you pray then as you begin your night prayer you can actually hold it and read the dua okay and as you repeat it over and over inshallah you will memorize it it's not that difficult anyway subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh